You're listening to Who's Driving Your Car Podcast, episode 117. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car Podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's Crack Back a in Podcast World? Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 117. <laughs> Man, he just he just jumped out and started. I wasn't even ready yet, CC. Oh, sorry. Keep going, Craig. Don't let that happen. <laughs> <You know. laughs> did I, did I even say 117? The, the, two right. of, the two of us were right on board, Craig. <laughs> John, do you have something to say for yourself? Uh, yeah, no. No noises? No. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Man, I am glad that uh, that John decided to hop on board over here. I think he's still stuck in the prayer time. Um, it was a good prayer time today. It was a good prayer time. Well, well said and thought out. We are coming to you with the topic inspired by Craig, and that is, when is the right time to make big decisions? CC, man, I feel like um, I feel like he was just feeling the topic. I know. Yeah. I feel like he was too. I feel like he's got a lot of things changing in his life that he's just been doing some discernment. So he's, you know, I think it's just. Big on his heart right now, and he just said, you know what? I've got some wisdom I need to share with our community and uh, all of our listeners out here. It's so true, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's times in our life when we're just rolling along and everything's good, and we're like, man, I need to make a big decision real soon. Not quite sure which path to go. think I know where I'm going to go, but I'm not sure. And so, you know, maybe it's a good time to reflect on those decisions in our life. I know my wife will criticize me for being indecisive, and I think it's because I overanalyze. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for example, she'll pick a paint color. I'll get 20 swatches of that paint, into, <laughs> paint it on 20 canvases, and look at it in morning, noon, night, rain, sun, cloud. rain, cloud, <laughs> and until I feel comfortable. And it really, it's any one of them would have been cool. So I look forward to talking about you know, maybe what paralyzes us in making decisions mm-hmm. in general, but also those big decisions that we're fearful of a lot of times there's a lot of grace on the other end of those decisions and just we can talk about what slows us down and the courage to get through them and it'll be kind of fun yeah i think it's a great topic all of us have been making some pretty big decisions in our lives for um one reason or another and i think craig must have just been feeling it and i think he's going to probably impart some wisdom on both of us john no doubt oh gosh Uh, i don't think we show up here one podcast without that happening (laughs) so we are looking forward to it today and um before we do hop on in the topic, we're going to swing it over to the weekly segment of Would You Rather? Johnny? All right, guys. Uh, this is kind of a Louisiana-based uh, Would You Rather to some extent. Okay? Would you rather meat pies or moon pies? Was the moon pie the uh, dessert? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, I'll, I'll go ahead. Sorry, ask the question. It's pretty obvious where I'm going. I love meat pies, man, especially from Natchitoches. Exactly. That's I think that's yes. where they were yeah, originated man. from. So mm-hmm. gotta go with Andy Man's heritage. Yeah, born up there myself and uh, eating a few meat pies when I went to school up there. Still eat them around home. Saw them in the grocery store just the other day. I thought, man, look at that. I thought about grabbing some. Um, I love some meat pies. I don't, again, don't think I've ever had a moon pie, so I'm gonna stick with the meat pie. <laughs> Well, it's a good one, Steve. You know, we do get moon pies thrown in Mardi Gras parades yes, down here. I, I just uh, yeah. saw some recently. That's usually the one time a year I eat them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm going to jump on hot dogs bandwagon. I love meat pies. Uh, I went to med school in Shreveport, so I did that Kasachi run oh, yeah. into Natchitoches before I hit 49. And oh, yeah. There was a couple of gas stations there that had like these delis, and they'd make these meat pies. And I, either coming or going, I'd stock up. Mm-hmm. Super good. I, I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. So, but I, yeah, I love I love good meat pie. So that's that's what I'm gonna go with. But hey, meat pie is pretty solid. <laughs> you know, they can't be pretty solid uh, from time to time. I always like to have some of those things. Like we had moon pies as a kid here or there. That little crunch bar. So that was kind of what just stuck out in my head. So I enjoy those from time to time. But I'm gonna have to go with the meat pie too. All right, Johnny. Uh, yes. Love the ones from Natchitoches. There was a place where my sister went um, to school up there that they used to bring back a case of frozen stuff from this one particular place. Can't remember the name of it, uh, but I'd buy a case of them at a time. So it was really, really delicious. And now, you know, they have different types of meat and stuff that they put oh, in yeah. them, seafood and mm-hmm. other things like that, boudin in them. So, uh, you know, they've changed and uh, have a lot of different variations of it now. So anyway, I'm going to go with meat pie. Yes. Man, all on board. I feel like that's happening more and more here lately. What, all, all, all three taking the same. <laughs> you and I were on the same page last time, and we were both still pretty shocked about it. <laughs> Glad you can come be with Craig and I every now and again. Um, well, let's hop on into the topic about, you know, thoughts on making uh, the right time to make big decisions. And one of my first things that came to mind when Craig said this was, I think really what classifies a big decision, and it could just be a decision in general, that you might make bigger deal out of than it really is, or is it really a big decision? And I think that is um, specific to the person and what's going on in their life. And you could be viewing your friend, etc., spouse, coworker, and think, man, that's not even that big of a deal. Why are they making a big deal out of it when it may be a big deal to you? So what do y'all think about the idea of just making a decision in general and what maybe classifies something as a big decision or not? Yeah. You know, um, a lot of, things can turn from just an ordinary everyday decision into a big decision. So um, I think some of the things that we talk about or some of the things that all of us are going through right now or making large purchases or the things like that, it's pretty obvious that, you know, right out of the gate, this is a big decision. I need to contemplate this. Um, But I think there's everyday decisions that we make that um, have bigger consequences uh, long term. I know Cece and I have talked about healthcare aspects And, you know, if you make the decision every morning to eat, um, you know, donuts, um, you know, that decision that morning's not that big of a deal, but over a long period of time, it's going to turn into a big decision that Mm -hmm. could potentially have some long lasting uh, consequences. So I think things that don't necessarily stick out as a big decision, you know, can be a big decision down the road. That's interesting. I didn't think about that, Steve. Like the daily decisions we make yeah. impact our life. And I think about some of those, um, in this case, health. The, the decision to eat something like the moon pie or the, moon the pie. meat pie, 
it's actually pretty comfortable because it feels good, tastes good, and um, but there's consequences long term. And I think some of these other decisions that make us hit the brakes, there's some fear inside of us, right? The fear of making a mistake, maybe something in your childhood happened that kind of, you know, you got made fun of for doing something, or there's this, like, the same fight or flight that is ingrained in our DNA to, like, defend ourselves as, you know, in our ancestors and, and, and to stay alive, that emotion, that hormone comes out whenever we're having to make a decision about mm-hmm. paint color or whatever. You're not silly, right? What's the fear there? Like, there's no repercussions. You're not going to hurt yourself. But I think sometimes that can paralyze our daily decisions, which can lead to anxiety and depression because you're not moving along, you're not making progress. And so, you know, something that I've tried to learn over the years about making those small decisions, and I guess we'll get into bigger decisions, but, you know, and just making a decision, whether it's right or wrong. Sometimes better than indecision. Sometimes it's better than indecision. Mm-hmm. And if you made a mistake, that's fine. You just go to plan B and divert a little bit and made, you learn something new. And so I think uh, those are interesting concepts. The decisions that we don't have to think about but impact our life versus the ones we think about daily versus, like Steve said, the big the big decisions, the investments, mm-hmm. the family decisions. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I think it's interesting because I think since we just started uh, in this topic that I – I just have more things that keep coming and popping into my head that, that I would think, you know, these are just normal everyday decisions. There's really, that's not really a big thing, but over time, all of those things accumulate and can, and have either, you know, vast consequences or vast reward for, um, going one direction or the other. So, uh, I don't know. I think it's interesting. Yeah. You know, I think a, a lot of it, there's a lot of ways to go with that. They can all add up into something, but every decision normally has some type of reaction or repercussion to it. It can be, yes, something as simple as eating or what time you go to bed, something from a health standpoint it can also be how you treat someone in the street. You never know. You might see them again in 10 years. I think there's always a repercussion for good or for bad, or it could be a decision you make to, you know, hop in and help somebody at the food pantry or do something to give back the feelings that, you don't, you know, A, you're helping other people, but what it can provide for you. And somewhere I like to go is really, and I, and I do this really every day when I go to sleep, is look back at my day and when I'm praying to God and see, you know, what I did, what I could have did well, what I could have done better, how to learn from it. And I think in every decision, especially big or small, if you just kind of think about, man, what would God think about this? Or, you know, I'm just a believer. God sees all that we're doing down to knowing every head, head, hair on our head. So it makes a lot of sense for me to try to look at it's harder, easier said than done to actually cognitively sit there and say, man, what would God think about the decision or what am I doing with the time that I have? And so for me, when I get to a place that it's maybe a little bit of indecision or, man, what would the perception be of me doing this to try to step away from that and look at it through God's eyes and through the time that I have on earth when making that decision? Is this a good way to spend my time? Is this you know, being fruitful of the gifts and talents that God has given me. So I try to use those tools when making a decision in general, any decision. That's awesome, man. It's kind of like you mentioned God, you know, the thing about the moral decision that a lot of us have to choose on a daily basis, whether it's the way you behave, the way you act. Um, you know, maybe people are tempted with certain mm-hmm. things and there's mm-hmm. a decision and, you know, going to God and asking him, okay, at this time, is this what I should be doing? And how, what are the repercussions of that? Um, but on the flip side, you know, God gives us this one life and, He's asked us to kind of spread his word and be fearless in that. And are we making the right decision with our life? You know, is it more of a selfish gain, you know, or is it for his glory? And I think, you know, I think we all kind of probably go through our ups and downs about being on that train. And what are your thoughts on that? No, I think that's uh, great points, both of you, that, uh, you know, a lot of the the smaller decisions like we just discussed earlier don't really um, fall into that category. But I think... 
any long-term, um, maybe investment or relationship, other things like that, it is a good thing that you go to the Lord and ask, what what would the Lord uh, want me to do in this situation, or how would I um, testify to the glory or take away from it in that mm-hmm. aspect? So I think that's a great point, um, which both of you kind of touched on uh, those things, that if you can just look at it from that perspective, um, which all of us should, you know, um, then, you know, everybody would be treating each other a lot more kindly. (laughs) I remember growing up, my decisions were almost had this imaginary scale. It's like, all right, I'm going to stack the good on the right and the bad on the left and we'll see where it tilts. Mm -hmm. And if the good, you know, outweighs the bad, then that's probably what I should do. Of course, sometimes with or without God's intervention, Right. So, and I think it's easy for the flesh side to try to outweigh that what we want to do versus well, you can the, throw in a little extra. This <laughs> is the right thing to do. And uh, for me, though, I think it's also important to to try to simplify, try to get above the cloud, so to speak, and look at it because you can spend all the time, effort, and energy on a big decision that can affect all the little daily decisions that you're making in your life, your relationships with people, your job, how you're thinking, are you thinking clearly, how you're sleeping. So sometimes we can put so much effort and energy into a big decision, maybe, I don't know, buying a house, vehicle, deciding whether to get married or not, something like that. I think you can spend a lot of effort and energy on that and forget about the little decisions that potentially could add up to more and have more of a causal effect than the big decision you're trying to make. No, I think you're right. I think uh, <clears throat> that can happen in just about any aspect of your life that you, if you get over-focused on one area and concentrate on doing one thing, you can let other things mm. in your life Correct. slip and slide. So yeah. I would agree with you uh, wholeheartedly that, um, you know, you, you do need to have some discernment process in making some of those larger life, lo- more um, pertinent life decisions that you know they're going to be significant consequences, but... Also, don't uh, delay or put so much effort into it that you're going to let other areas of your life suffer. That's true. You think about those big decisions like marriage and having children and, you know, maybe a new job. Oh, man. (laughs) Steve's shimmering in his seat, shaking back and forth. More than that. (laughs) New school, new house. There's so many things. But, you know, I remember whenever I was married— and we were talking about having kids and I was talking to a friend It's like, yeah, I'm waiting for the right time. He goes, dude, it's never the right time. <laughs> he goes, you'll never have kids if you wait for the right time. Right. Cause it's like, okay, I gotta have a certain income and I gotta right. have the security. Yeah. And so you just kind of take this leap of faith sometimes, but you do discern, like Steve said, this discernment process, which I think includes prayer, maybe talking to your significant other, depending on the decision being made and your status of, of relationship or, or those around you could be family members or colleagues or, you know, partners and different things, just, you know, taking it all in and bringing it to God. And I think he, you know, whenever you get that little whisper that nudges you in a direction, it's just go for it, you know, take the jump, take the jump. I'm still waiting for my wife to come to me with those decisions and say, do you think it's okay to have another child? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm going to take up for a while. It's not been able to speak for herself. That's probably only half true. <laughs> You know, when it comes to what, what do y'all think this is about some tips to offer when it comes to making decisions? And, and I know we've kind of given or alluded to a few, but something that Craig and I were talking about before the podcast, for me, uh, I'm not personally a pros and cons type of list. I don't know that I've ever done one. Uh, I'm sure I have somewhere, maybe one activity in school or something like that. And I might have one in my head, but literally write it down and look at it on paper. That doesn't seem to do a lot for me because I can see something um, and not feel it. It could make all the sense in the world to my mind, and it could be factually backed up. But if I don't feel 
it mm. i'm not going to do it and, and craig i think he's alluding to that little voice that's kind of for me the little voice of of god the holy spirit guiding me or just my inner intuition is normally pretty strong doesn't mean i always listen to it i've had mm. examples where i haven't before um or that i always um have done the right thing in listening to it but for me i've got to before anything on paper i've got to be able to feel what i'm doing and and be like that and sometimes it doesn't line up on paper because i also have a little bit of the underdog mentality and i like the fact that well I still feel like I can do it even if it doesn't. So what do y'all think about that? Maybe feeling something versus seeing it. I think, you know, there's a difference in, you know, the heart guiding versus the mind guiding or potentially a combination of those two. Well, for me, you know, making lists and looking at the pros and cons of things doesn't work super well for me because um, <clears throat> under underneath of what's going on, I kind of have an idea of what I want to do, <laughs> whether mm-hmm. that's the right decision or not. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, I know that what I want to do, I will put my thumb on the scale a little bit harder on that side. I know myself yeah. enough to know that <laughs> it may be close, but if it's not too you know lopsided, I'm going to go ahead and put my thumb on the scale on what I what I want to do. Uh, but you know, I think you know going back to what you said earlier, um, you know, looking at the different aspects of what would God want me to do, um, and mm. you know, going listening to you know your inner voice the holy spirit um having that intuition that gut feeling that you know this is the right or wrong decision for me i think is uh, a better way for me to go about doing some of those things because if i look at the the back and forth pros and cons i'll try to slant it where i want to go <laughs> what do you think cc i'm the same way i always kind of put an optimistic twist i put my thumb on the list i can do this uh thing and i'm a little blind to the potholes in the road so to speak uh or i see them and I know they're there, but I just pretend I'm going to run over them. And I'm more of that feeler, like, if we can do this. My wife's a little more of a thinker, so she kind of puts out the facts and makes me temper my uh, actions a little bit with sort of that analysis we talked about. Because I, I don't overanalyze, but I think a lot of times I just feel like I'm going to make the wrong decision and there's some penalty for doing that. Right. And so, But I might get numbers or get figures or get facts that make me feel a little more towards what I should be doing, at least as it pertains to investing um i know one of my mentors once told me you know take the best case scenario um and cut it in half and take the worst case scenario and double it and if you're I like that. still completely comfortable and you can get you can you can face those realities with like this piece and know that it's going to be all right then make the decision you know if you if you take the best worst case scenario and double it and you go ooh that would not be good it probably should sort of reallocate that risk or, or do something different. And you could apply that to, I guess you could apply that to a lot of things. Yeah. You know, you think about it. Pretty wide open there. You know? Yeah, I really like that thought process. And something else I like to do is the journaling concept that came along recently and um, was talking to Alexander about this the other day. I normally just journal what's kind of going on in my life. I'm not a real journal of the feelings like I'm feeling this or feeling that. I'm kind of just like a depiction of what has been happening because I don't do it all the time but something that it does allow me to do and it might only take place a handful of days a week might miss a week here or there or something um to go back and read and see what all has been happening in my life mm-hmm. and sometimes it's a lot easier than to just oh recall hmm, what happened versus seeing it on paper because during the time you're writing it down it's a little more detailed and i think a lot of times if you're looking for you know you're at a place of indecision and you do that for a period of time and just write down what you've been doing with your actions thoughts and then you go back and look, you can find the answer just on, you know, how you've been thinking and what you've been doing during that period. So that's something that I use. It's been pretty uh, useful for me to see, well, dude, this is what your actions are saying. So this must be the direction you're wanting to head. 
Yeah, I haven't used that personally, but I I do know people who have looked back on journals over time periods and they could see their thought process and development of those things. And it helped lead them in a a more productive direction long term. So uh, I haven't personally used it, but I do know people who have really gotten a lot of good feedback from themselves, I guess, (laughs) on, uh, you know, which direction would be the better decision for them. And Matt, have you ever looked back at decisions you made and then you looked at the journal and saw your comments on those? Do you feel like more often than not when you made the decision, if you hesitated, it really wasn't as bad as you thought it might be or it ended up being 10 times better than you could have ever imagined? I think both those apply. I think a lot of times it's something is not near as bad as you think it's going to be. I normally, when I do make a decision, for instance, when got involved purchasing the restaurant or the tiny house in North Carolina, and I normally will go to... And I'm a very, I'm a half a glass full guy, optimistic. But when it comes to a decision on this, <laughs> I normally put some belts and suspenders on it. Like, okay, what is the worst case scenario? I don't even want to, like, great, we know what can happen, but the odds are kind of slim that that will happen in the sense of the perfect run. And I don't want to stress myself to perfection of making it have to work and then miss the process. And that was like, for the restaurant for me was, um, look, if the whole thing just... <laughs> went kaput and didn't work oh well i was out x amount of money and i can live with that happening and then kind of be able to go up from there so i think going back to what you're saying craig a lot of times it's not as bad as you think it's going to be it's especially for me because i'm looking at a well this is the worst case scenario and i haven't seen it go to that direction and a lot of times i think y'all were alluding to this earlier you spend all that time making the decision well if it didn't go wrong you could have probably corrected it i mean if it went wrong you could have probably corrected it with all the time you spent thinking about it no, I agree. Um, and I think most times, you know, it's like that, that, you know, the worst case scenario, um, you know, we build a lot of these things that we don't want to happen. These things that we are anxious about up in our heads that get more grandiose, um, mm-hmm. than what mm-hmm. reality would be, uh, anyway. And like you say, Matt, you only live life once, right? Snap so, of the finger, you know, sometimes taking those chances and those risks can give you the the best experience of life, the coolest adventure, the biggest upside financially, a relationship that changes your world. Best nickname in Lake Charles. Best nickname. Hey, John, I know it's awesome. Hot dog man, Lake Charles. Hot dog man of Lake Charles. (laughs) Oh man. Um, look guys, before we move ourselves into what made you hit the gas, what made you pop the brakes? I want to ask each of you one quick question quick, because we're running out of time here. And that is the decision to join the podcast. (laughs) We know it was one of the biggest decisions of your life. So why don't, why don't we give a real quick synopsis of that thought process? Because, I mean, look where you are now. We obviously see it was a great decision, but I know it took a lot to get there for, for at least one of y'all in the room. Well, you know, I was in pretty quickly. Uh, I wasn't sure that it was ever going to be a reality. You know, when, when we second guessing me, unbelievable. Whenever you'd thrown this out, it was casual lunch conversation. So I wasn't. Uh, really anticipating that we were going to have to follow through with it. So I'm like, yeah, sure. We'll podcast. <laughs> of course I can talk a little bit. Um, but yeah, it, you know, what was the worst case scenario that happening? And I guess, uh, we could, would just sit around and talk to each other <laughs> into the microphones, <laughs> but it's been, uh, an interesting, fun John was so like quick to make a decision. Craig. Oh man. It was, <laughs> so we're talking about this podcast and I'm like, Matt's like, I've always wanted to do a podcast. I'm like, yeah, bud, you go for it, man. That's awesome. And he's like, no, without my brother Craig, we're doing a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's funny because I was like, oh, there's no way I'm doing a podcast. But but at the same time, inside going, 
you know you're going to end up doing this podcast. <laughs> like, I knew I was going to do it, but I was like putting up the brakes. He was trying to put the thumb on the other we side. We weren't sure you were going to do oh, it man. out of the gate. Hey, guys, <laughs> and it's been, a, it's been an awesome ride. And not because I, I don't love spending time with y'all, but, you know, it goes back to that sort of like, wow, you know, what's on my plate? You know, what, what does exactly. this mean? You yeah. know, what's the end game? But it ended up being one of those rewarding decisions ever because here we are. We've been able to talk and share so many stories about our life and help each other and help those. And now it's been, it's been a blast. But yeah, initially it was like, Whoa, Hey, you know, <laughs> I was looking at it from strictly a time standpoint, but Hey, hot dog, you know, he got it all set up for us and it's the rest is history. Thank you, Craig. Appreciate that. man. Oh no, that was a lot of fun in making that decision and, and something that we'll remember for a while. Um, well, look guys, we will spin our way into the weekly segment of what made you hit the gas or what made you pump the brakes. And I'm really looking forward to it because it's going to be CC today. Craig, what you got, brother? Man, they they hit me up for this right before the podcast, and I didn't really have anything. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, let's talk about life a little. And so um, normally I'm hitting gas, right, with the kids and families and taking trips. But today I'm going to hit the brakes. <laughs> and, it's, and it's real time, man. It happened today. Uh, came into clinic, and, uh, you know, I'm taking care of people with back pain, neck pain, smooth sailing. Hey, we all get arthritis. It hurts at some point. You need some treatment. Um, and so between, you know, what me and Steve do, that's what we do for a living. But this one individual who had back pain came in for his MRI review and it was, uh, looked like metastatic cancer on his spine. So they're coming in thinking, Hey, when can we schedule this shot to feel good? Well, this guy, we had to talk about, Hey, it's time to go to MD Anderson and figure out what's going on. Oh. And so it made me hit the brakes. Cause I'm, I'm coming in like, all right, you know, I'm blazing. Let's do this. You know, see people, I got my, my, my routine had to hit the brakes, take some time to talk about that. And it just kind of makes you think, you know, cause you're, you're explaining the MRI, you're trying to make them understand what's going on, but be comforting because we really don't know for sure, right? 100%. And giving them some hope and it's like, it just makes you realize, wow, what if that was me or my brother or my dad or my friend or somebody going through that? And like we talk about a lot of times on the podcast, at the snap of a finger, your whole life could change. And so it kind of goes back to making decisions, you know. If you are sitting on the fence to tell somebody you love them or your parents you love them or you've had a maybe a bad relationship, you know, that could all change for everybody tomorrow. And so take that time, make that decision to to maybe have the cookie, to call the friend, you know, to ask for forgiveness or forgive someone else. Um, you know, give your kids a hug, tell your parents you love them. You know, I just makes you makes you pause for a minute because hey, this, this is just a short journey on earth. And so I hit the brakes, but it kind of in this decision conversation, it's like, man, this is. I think this will be a good one, and so I don't know, man. That's a little little break hitting today, but I think it helps us kind of hit the, hit all hit the brakes and like let's look at life and let's don't be afraid to make those decisions because it could be the best thing that ever happens to you. No, I agree. And great perspective. Um, a lot of people like that, uh, you know, take some some kind of big experience like that. So I appreciate you sharing. That was great. I oh, do man. too. You can definitely see the the impact it made on your CC, and and we can feel it here today. And I think that's a really way to. Good way to tie up the topic today, and, and sometimes, you know, you got to look at the bigger picture of life, and uh, we do appreciate everybody uh, tuning in to us. Hope you gained something from it. If you've got some tips on making decisions in your life you would like to share with us, we would love to hear them, and until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Aye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need.
same way. 